Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Unspoken Podcast, or should I say the CBC Unspoken Podcast. Tyler, I'm going to go ahead and uh, correct myself from the last episode. <laughs> um, this is not the Unashamed Podcast, even though the Bible says that we are to be unashamed. Um, we are not taking anything from the actual Unashamed Podcast with Phil Robertson and Jace Robertson. That was actually playing over my car um, whenever I was on my way over here to record our last episode, so that is not... Who we are? We're the CBC Unspoken Podcast. Keep but um, that. Tyler, it's good to be back in here for a third episode. I know it's been a little bit since we've done our previous two episodes, but you know, you know how life is. Oh yeah, everything you know. I mean, Bible studies going on, ministries, singings, um, soccer games. You know, but hey, we're keeping we're keeping it going. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, we're but, working on it. We're yeah. trying to get more consistent with it so we can get more. Um, more episodes out and more topics going um i want to mention too that on the church website if you're finding this i'm assuming you went through the church website but on the church website there's a form to fill out if you want any um if you want to give any suggestions or podcast topics that you think would be interesting us looking over and talking about um we would greatly appreciate uh your suggestions and anything that you would like to hear Absolutely. So Tyler, what we got to talk about today? So today, one thing that me and John have been talking about recently is um, the topic of a world of confusion. And um, today we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit and kind of bring to light some areas of confusion that the world is in and um, reasons for that. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. This whole world, I mean, it's you never, you don't know what people stand for anymore you don't know what to stand on anymore but luckily we do know what to stand on Mm -hmm. and that's the only reason why we are not confused Mm -hmm. about what's going on we know what's going on and we know that the enemy is literally on the prowl Mm -hmm. and uh and so without further ado um let's let's kind of get into the definition of confusion so the dictionary definition of confusion is a lack of understanding and I think that's that puts it very clearly um, whenever you look at the world and how a lot of people act in the in American society today is there's not understanding of God. Mm, there's not there's, an understanding of truth. Yeah, there people don't um, understand and really try to get an understanding of God. That's why you see so much confusion among American society. Um, in Job 28, verse 28, it says, um, And unto man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart, to depart from evil is understanding. Um, the world right now isn't trying to depart from evil. It's trying to dive deeper into it. It's trying to dive deeper into it. And that's what's causing so much confusion is because they're not departing from evil and... Um, they're continuing to live in that evil and don't see a need to change. Um, it says right there, to depart from evil is understanding, and the world isn't wanting to understand, meaning they're growing deeper and deeper into a state of confusion. Mm-hmm. There's too much conviction with the truth. Mm-hmm. For I mean, I get it. When you're a sinner and you're actively sinning before you come to Christ, I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went through conviction. I'm sure you went through some conviction. Before you got saved, obviously, because that's a, hey, knock, 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 knock. Mm-hmm. You're doing something wrong here. And, you know, people don't want to come to that realization of what they are doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and two, it's not always necessary, necessarily like you're in the wrong here. It's there's something missing, mm-hmm. you know. People try to, you know, find reasoning for everything. Mm-hmm. The true reasoning for everything we go through in life 
all comes back to Christ. Mm-hmm. All comes back to God. Anything we go through, it comes back to God. And there's a reason for everything. And too many times people want to conceptualize um, conceptualize God in the way that they think, but we can't lean into our own understanding because mm-hmm. we are, in fact, fools. <laughs> yeah, that that is nothing but the truth because nowadays you've got the, you know, the prosperity gospel and you've got... Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of blasphemous preachers that aren't even actually preachers saying that God is love, God is only love, and He wouldn't ever do anything to hurt you. And that is true that God does love us. I mean, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. He loved mm-hmm. the blacks, whites, Mexicans, Asians, the people in South America and Antarctica and the Arctic. I mean, He loved the whole world. Yeah. But also you look at Sodom and Gomorrah, which is a prime example of what our world is turning to mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the Bible teaches us, you know, in Proverbs uh, 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding. And then in Proverbs 3, 6, right under it, it says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. We got too many people who are not acknowledging him. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing the path that America's taking right now is not the path of God's will for us. Um, and and that's that's why there's so much confusion because people are not looking for that wisdom and are not leaning into his ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, take Michael Todd, for instance. With Michael Todd, if you have people listening to this, which I highly doubt it, but if you are or you're listening to it yourself, you are nothing but a false prophet and a blasphemist. That's all I got to say about you. But people that say that, you know, like, look at what we have in our currency. In God we trust. Well, with that, it's in Todd we trust. Essentially, mm-hmm. you have all these false prophets that are literally teaching people how to get to hell instead of teaching people how to get to heaven, mm-hmm. essentially. And and two, when you talked about Mike Todd, um, for those of you who don't know, that's a church. I don't, I don't remember where it's at. It's called Transformation Church. Yeah, it's out west. Yeah, it's somewhere out west. I can't remember where it's at. But this this preacher, he he's kind of leading his sheep astray mm-hmm. <laughs> in a, a huge way. And um, I think that's something that needs to be prayed about. Um Especially that his sheep will come to the understanding of God, not necessarily the understanding of man. Um, because many times when you follow man, it'll lead to destruction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Every time. And that's why it says, um, lean not unto thine own understanding, you know, acknowledge him. Um, and, yeah, I, ho- I hope nobody... I hope we don't have anybody listening that's named Mike Todd that gets offended. <laughs> that's not, that's that's not, not the, the actual same, Michael Todd. Yeah, that's not the same pastor. So if you're not the pastor Michael Todd from Transformation Church, disregard this. But if you are the that so-called pastor from that church, take every bit of what we are saying to heart. Yeah. Um, too many times, too many times we look to other people for guidance instead of looking to the all-knowing mm-hmm. for guidance. Um, and that that can cause issues. I'm, I'm not saying not don't have godly guidance like preachers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but make sure that you're growing closer to the, to the Lord in your own relationship with Him, not mm-hmm. necessarily you're trying to grow closer to God through the relationship with somebody else. Right, that's, that's where you get salvation is personal. Mm-hmm. Because it is personal because you can't save me, Tyler. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Angel can't save me. Nobody can save me. Only Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross that paid the debt that we owe that could never pay mm-hmm. is how we are able to go to heaven. I mean, literally, you can't go down the road and go to Lafayette or the Bank of Lafayette and say, hey, yeah, I'd like to go ahead and make a payment on getting to heaven. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. But mm-hmm. luckily for us, that price has already been paid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I wrote down right here, people trust in their own understanding, so that is why there's so much confusion among Americans. The more a person grows closer to God, the more a person begins to understand true wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was talking to Rachel about this. Uh, one of her friends is getting closer to in a relationship with God. And um, she was talking to her about the topic of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And this person told Rachel, they were like, hey, uh, I didn't necessarily agree with homosexuality, but I didn't really understand why mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and yeah. as you get closer to god you begin to see those things um come to light you yeah. know the things that god really wants and that could be in another way too that can be in stuff you thought was wrong mm-hmm. might not actually be wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know um but it all comes from a closer relationship with god and growing closer to god not necessarily growing closer to people yeah um and it's good to have a group around you that you can talk about Mm -hmm. God and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But also in the same way, someone else can also um, prevent you Mm -hmm. from growing closer to God. Um, And, you know, it's when we're talking about confusion here, it's it's important to understand that um, that we, we don't need to look at each other for wisdom we need right. to look we're not to look for ourselves for wisdom we're not to look um at each other for wisdom but we're look we're to look at god for wisdom yeah we're to look at the almighty mm-hmm. the all-knowing mm-hmm. um uh, we live in a world that suggests that our fleshly desires and beliefs are so-called truths mm-hmm. um that's one thing you hear especially in particular communities you know this is my truth this is your truth mm-hmm. and I think we've talked about this before I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast but um, your truth does not matter when it comes to the truth no um, the truth is the truth yeah you know it's, Jesus said I am the way the truth yeah. and the life um, and it goes back to people too too many times in today's society, think that their truth is the truth and and that's not the case um you got too many people relying on themselves like we talked about mm-hmm. and not leaning into god yeah and actually going into the whole um lean not on our own understanding and you know talking about confusion i feel or not i feel this world is more confused than it's ever been in the whole time that the earth was created to now. Mm-hmm. And yet, I mean, look at the maniac at Gadara. What did he say whenever, you know, Jesus spoke to him? He said, for we are many. And yet you have these people that are using pronouns to say, oh, I am we, I am they, I am them, I am us. But yet notice that every demon in the Bible, a demon-possessed person, they would always say, we they, them, us. And yet, we have more demon-possessed people in this world, not just this country, it's all it's happening all mm-hmm. around the world, than we've ever actually realized mm-hmm. about it. You know, we have let the it's, enemy, you know, take control. It's it's becoming more evident yeah. when we get into the last times, mm-hmm. you know, in, in these last days. It's becoming more evident of stuff that I was taught younger would come mm-hmm. and stuff that's here now, you yeah. know, that... Years ago, um, you wouldn't even think about, you know. I mean, when it talks about the mark of the beast. Oh, yeah. And you, yet now they're talking about implanting chips into people right, for right. currency, and, for photo IDs. Mm-hmm. And, and you have all the one world currency going, like, in play right now, one world religion. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, our Constitution says that we have the freedom of religion. And so if our government decides to go with that one world religion, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you can take me out, you can put me on my own island. I don't give a crap <laughs> because I'm not going to go with your whole one world religion mm-hmm. junk. And and two, it's, it's good to be grounded in Christ so that you don't have to go through the tribulation and stuff like that. But at the same time, during the tribulation period, it's going to be hard mm-hmm. to withstand that stuff. It's, it's going to be hard. So it's it's best to grow in your relationship with God 
before the tribulation, yeah. before the rapture. I mean, it, think about it like this. I mean, it's like an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we pay month after month after month, mm-hmm. but nothing happens, right? Yeah. But when it does happen, are you going to be covered? Right. Or are you not going to be covered? Like if that. you're not covered, covered you're going to... Covered by the blood. Yeah, you're covered <laughs> by the blood. If you are covered by the blood of Jesus, then you ain't got to worry about it. You're yeah. going to heaven. But it's just like if you get in an accident. If mm-hmm. you ain't covered, it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another confusion of today's time. Is I feel like Satan really works on people and tries to work through people to affect others in a way that he wants to suggest that your way is the best way, mm-hmm. and um, and that's not the case. I'll, let me let me read this verse right here because that kind of goes with what we're talking about. Second Timothy three verses uh, one through seven. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, holy, without natural affection, truce breakers false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin away with diverse lusts. Man, that literally just hit hard mm-hmm. and then, on and what verse, we just talked about. Yeah, and then in verse 7 it says, Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. So, Man, that I mean, that is literally what is happening. I know, I know. And, and you can really see that in each of these things that were mentioned. You can... You can um, picture something in your head of how that's relating to society. Oh, yeah. Right I now. mean, I mean, you got to look at, you know, people be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I mean, look at all these people that are money seekers, you know, mm-hmm. that would rather have more money, more mansions, more Porsches or, mm-hmm. you know, Bugattis or whatever you want to drive. But yet that crap doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a relationship with God, because right. you can't take it with you, I hate to hurt your feelings with that, but you can't take all the stuff you have down here with you. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says too, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? And 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 we live in a world where Satan tries to tempt people and to encourage people to go their own ways and obtain all these great things on the world. Mm-hmm but lack that relationship with God. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I'm not saying that it's not good for you to go to college and, you know, get an education and, you know, have a successful life. But also at the same time, you've got to know where your priorities are Mm -hmm. and where you need to have your high authority at. Are you putting the high authority on yourself? Are you giving God all the authority, which he already has? Mm -hmm. And, And I wrote down right here, confusion comes with deceit. The devil will show you a pretty picture, but he won't show you the consequences of selecting that path. Oh, it's just like the beer commercials, man. I mean, like Budweiser, Bud Light, all them. They're like, they're showing the party. They're showing you having a good time, but they don't show the hangover, the vomiting, Mm -hmm. the car accidents, the families losing family members because that drunk killed that lady's husband and her kids. I mean, they don't show the effects Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, they don't... um... But Satan doesn't want you to see the behind. No, he doesn't. because He doesn't want you to see the repercussions or the consequences of sinful actions. No, he he is the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. That's 1 Corinthians 14.33 saying that. that Mm -hmm. God is... I thought I had it pulled up on my phone. I I got it here if you want me to read it. Yeah, go ahead. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. But see, sin is going to take you way farther than you ever want to go. But mm-hmm. here's the thing, and I encourage everybody, even if you just drink occasionally or you just want to light one up occasionally, it only takes one time. Mm-hmm. And that one time could cost somebody, their family member, that could cost you your life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that eternal security, you know, that salvation, it's going to cost you everything. Mm-hmm. And and two, Satan wants you to be confused. Say, Satan wants you to lack understanding of God. Mm-hmm. The reason is, 
it's a lot easier to get to you. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to get to you. Um, I put right here, uh, godly guidance is necessary, especially for preventing downfall due to confusion. Those lacking God's guidance can be easily confused and could fall prey to an attack by Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a video right here, too. Um, I don't know if I want to show that yet. Let's see. I have a video right here. Um, Justin Brown, I don't know if... Ha, have you been able to... Did you watch the um, Wednesday night service when Justin mm-hmm. Brown was preaching? I hadn't had a chance yet. He was talking about... Um, you know, how Satan can put something in front of you. And he used um, an example from the Andy Griffith show. Um, I grew up watching Andy Griffith mm-hmm. show. And yeah, so it, it was always one of those shows that you could watch and everybody could watch and not have to worry about anything. You yeah, know? about having that remote right in their hand just yeah. in case there yeah. was something bad um, come up. And there's so, there's so many good lessons in the Andy Griffith show, but... Um, I want to show this one clip from it because he talked about this the other day and I saw it. I, it was funny because he talked about it on Wednesday and I'd actually saw it earlier in the week and wasn't really thinking about putting it in this. But when he talked about it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So um, let me pull this up real quick. Hopefully that ain't too loud. Lord, to I hope not. Folks, We're about to be see cautionary that. on your ears. Oops. All right, here we go. Sheriff, uh, it's an honor. Where's Opie? He's in school. To give a little background, Opie was hanging out with this guy, and um, and Andy comes to confront him, like, "Hey, I don't think you need to be hanging out with him anymore." Oh. Drag up something and sit down. I'm making a new fish lure. I gave the other one I had to Yeah, he showed it to me when he told me about the chicken dinner. Well, that. Uh... Too bad about that poor bird. Run down the middle of the road by a new sports car. <laughs> I tried to get the license number, but uh, you understand all that dust and everything. What run over the pie? <laughs> the pie was uh, the pie. Well, that's not why I'm here. Good. It's about Opie. Something wrong? Yeah, there's something wrong. You ate too much? No, it goes a little deeper than that. Uh, what is it? You know, I've grown awful fond of that young fellow. What's wrong? Well, there seems to be something wrong with his thinking. He's gotten a little twisted on things lately. Like being able to tell the difference between right and wrong. Oh. Uh, not that that's an easy thing. A lot of grown-ups still struggling with that same problem. But it's especially difficult for a youngster. Because things rub off on him so easy. I see. You're suggesting that maybe I'm not fit company for Opie? That would seem to be the case. Well, Sheriff, maybe I do look at things differently than other people. Is that wrong? I live by my wits. I'm not above bending the law now and then to keep clothes on my back or food in my stomach. I live the kind of life that other people would just love to live if they only had the courage. Who's to say that the boy would be happier your way or mine. Why not let him decide? No, I'm afraid it don't work that way. You can't let a young one decide for himself. He'll grab at the first flashy thing with shiny ribbons on it. Then when he finds out there's a hook in it, it's too late. Wrong ideas come packaged with so much glitter, it's hard to convince them that other things might be better in the long run. And all a parent can do is say, wait, trust me, and try to keep temptation away. That means that you're inviting me to leave. That's right. Well, you're wearing a badge, so I leave. That wasn't so difficult. Your problem solved. That's where you're wrong. That boy thinks just about everything you do is perfect. So my problem's just beginning. You've left behind an awful lot of unscrambling to be done. I look here. Goodbye, Mr. Dave. So, uh... There's that, and it's what really caught my attention is when he says, 
when he says they'll jump at the first flashy thing that they see. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at this not necessarily in the lens of a kid, which, I mean, we could talk about that, too, how people want to do the gender mutilations and... And how parents are letting their kids make the shot or call the shots at five years old, six years old, eight years old. Right. And and yet your brain is not fully developed until you're every bit of 20, 21 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. And then we we can talk about that. Ooh. Technical difficulties. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't I don't think the audience could have heard that, but. We definitely could hear. But, um, yeah, definitely when Andy said, you know, that kids shouldn't be making their own decisions, I mean, literally you've got parents that are out there that think it's okay, and we've talked about part of this on our first episode of, you know, they're allowing their kids to choose which gender Mm -hmm. they're going to be for the rest Mm -hmm. of their life, and they may even change back at some point, which, I mean, you shouldn't even be questioning that at all. Or allowing your child, let alone, to question that at all. I mean, number one, that's confusion right there. And number two, God does not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And and it's confusion, too, on the parents' part because they are lacking that understanding of mm-hmm. God. And, and we're talking about the understanding of God here and what's biblical and what's important in God's eyes. But even with common sense it's almost like people don't have common sense anymore Mm -mm. that's few Um, and far between where you find it anymore yeah um but i i thought that was that was a good little clip and justin talked about it too on wednesday so go back um, justin's really good at using older references like that yeah he is um so go back on wednesday service and kind of see what he had to say about it as well but i i kind of thought it was it was very relatable to today's times and young Christians because many times young Christians can be deceived mm-hmm. and um, shown the wrong way because there's other people who are also lacking that understanding as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. And I mean, I think a lot of times, you know, us as, you know, seasoned Christians also fail in the fact of, you know, when there's a new babe in Christ, we need to be there to kind of help guide them in the right direction down the straight and narrow path. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, yeah, once you get saved, get ready. Mm -hmm. Because the devil's going to throw everything he's got at you. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, the day after I got saved, I almost lost my job. I almost lost my car. And, I mean, literally, it was just like, what am I going to do? And then I just heard that still little voice just, hey, don't worry about it. I've got you. But also, I had that mentor. I had Kelsey's daddy that, you know, I called him and he said, just come down here. Let's just talk. And he helped guide me and he helped, you know, place another block on that foundation, you know? It's funny that you said that because I was about to talk about how we should be planted firmly on the foundation of Christ and mm-hmm. the Bible. Um, in Ephesians... 4 verse 14 it says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive Um, we we need to be we need to have a firm foundation in our relationship with god um so that you know, we can withstand those things. I mean, armor of God, you know. Oh, yeah, you need to be on the solid rock and not in the sinking sand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, if you've ever tried to play football in the sand, I mean, you're going to you're gonna fall every single time. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing on concrete, on the rock, then you're not going to sink. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of leads to my next... Uh, my next point that I was talking to John about before this podcast is um, a common confusion among people nowadays is, and and I heard this on a video the other day, um, is that it's okay to sin as long as it's not hurting anyone else. So, for example, I can get as drunk as I want, 
as long as I do it responsibly. Or I can watch porn as long as my wife doesn't know. Or you can insert any other sin that might not directly affect somebody with your performing it. Um, such as, you know, I, I can commit a sin as long as someone else is not directly involved. Well, that's not biblically accurate no, that's, at all. No, that's just point blank false because when you get saved, being saved does not give you a license to sin mm-hmm. at all. I mean, if anything, it should you should want to deter from mm-hmm. sin. You should want to turn away from it once you get saved. Mm-hmm. And several times in the Bible, too, when Jesus heals somebody or... Um, Felt like doesn't condemn them for something that they've done. What does he say afterwards? Sin no more. Mm-hmm. You know, you're caught up in this. You did this. Don't do it again. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what. That's why we are so undeserving because he still gives us chance after chance after mm-hmm. chance after chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guarantee you, all of us are at least on our first millionth chance yeah by this point in our life and, and i'm talking about i'm talking to i know each person sins every day no one man is perfect like jesus was Mm-mm. nor will it, there ever be a man that's perfect like jesus was but the goal is to strive to be like jesus um jesus teaches us to um you know to live for the father like he lived for the father to follow mm-hmm. his commandments Jesus teaches us that, and he understands that we're going to slip up. But the point of the matter is, are we trying not to sin? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Are we striving not to sin? And uh, and in Romans 6, verse 1 through 2, it says, um, he's talking to believers. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead in sin live any longer therein? I feel like a lot of people fall prey to this. Um, and I know young in my Christian walk is too. I, I got saved at 12. I struggled with this as well. Um, how to be a changed creature. Um, the confusion and the deceit that Satan tries to put out to Christians specifically is that you're saved now now you can live however you want to because it's covered under the blood and it is covered under the blood but what is your heart saying mm-hmm. you know what what is your heart telling you to do is, is your heart convicting you of those sins cuz if it isn't then your heart might not be with God. Yep. <laughs> you might have been deceived. You could have been at one of the churches like Michael Todd's church that, you know, you pay a certain amount of money, you do a repeat after me, and now you're saved. Well, I'm a, that's wrong. That's false. Mm-hmm. Salvation is personal. You have to ask God to forgive you. You have to ask him to come into your life. You have to take the first step. Because nobody else can take the first step with you. And if anybody are for you, and if anybody says that they can and they will, then that's just point blank blasphemy right mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bible will tell us in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Mm, be vigilant. And that's, just, that's not even talking to just... Young Christians, just because, I mean, they need to learn to be vigilant, but Mm -hmm. also, I mean, it's bad when you have to be vigilant in churches, Mm -hmm. or so-called churches. You know, I mean, we're blessed to have a church that is, you know, firm on the foundation of God, you know, preaching the word with no, oh, I'm going to hurt so-and-so's feelings if I say this. I can't say that. Well, then you're not doing the right thing. If you can't say it because you're going to hurt somebody's feelings, then, I mean, I'm sorry, you can build a bridge and get over it. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, on the um, back on what we was just talking about, Romans three twenty three says, "For all have sinned. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna sin. We've sinned from the time that you know we were born all the way until we're gonna die. Mm-hmm. So literally, we're all gonna sin, and we're gonna come short mm-hmm. every day of every single week of every single year. Mm-hmm. 
but yet God still loved us enough to make a way for us. And that is something that a lot of Christians as well um, say that you have to be perfect, that you have to get your life right before you can set foot in a church. Well, if you're listening to this, I I don't care if you're a drunkard listening to this. I don't care if you're, you know, just a hairdresser. I don't care if you're, you know, just some guy walking down the street listening to it in your earbuds. You are invited to Community Baptist Church mm-hmm. in Rock Strings, Georgia, 143 Pin Oak Drive. 145. I, 145, I'm sorry. <laughs> 145 Pin Oak Drive. I personally want to invite you because I was the same way. I thought I had to live my life right whenever I started dating Kelsey. I thought whenever Tim invited me to church, I thought, I can't go to that church. I'm still drinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I'm done too bad in this, that, and the other. And it finally they talked me into it and a couple Sundays went by and bada bang bada boom I got saved because Pastor Mike was not holding back because he preached on a message called is your name in the book and that's something that you know you need to make sure of is your name written down in the Lamb's book of life and and like you said too that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this is you're relying too much on yourself you God can do more in a second than we can do in a lifetime. And so you're lying on yourself to get better, but the righteousness that we have is of filthy rags. Mm-hmm. So any righteousness you have, it's vain when it comes to God's righteousness through mm-hmm. us. Um, we get our righteousness from God. And once you come to that understanding, it becomes easier to... You know, get involved with church, not feeling as worthless. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I mean, honestly, that is one thing that I'm so grateful for is that even though whenever I was still sitting and um, still living my life badly, I'll just leave it like that because we don't need to go into any detail with that. But, you know, nobody in this church was like, you can't be here because you ain't dressed nice enough. Mm-hmm. Nobody in this church come up to me and said... <clears throat> Hey, you um, you look like you've uh, been drinking a little bit. You don't smell like it, but you look like you drink all the time. You mm-hmm. can't be here. You know, nobody ever once come up to me and said, we're going to have to ask you to leave because, you know, you've got tattoos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does not matter what you look like. It don't matter, you know, if you've got piercings, tattoos, if you come in wearing flip-flops and shorts and a T-shirt. Well, I just, I'll just go ahead and tell you, there's guys here that go to church and they wear flip-flops and shorts. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter what you wear. I mean, if that's the best of what you got, all right. Mm-hmm. That ain't no big deal. You are more than welcome to come. And exactly. unfortunately, there are still churches that you have to wear a suit and tie to go just to enter mm-hmm. the doors of the church. Yeah. <clears throat> like there are still, even in northwest Georgia, that you have to, if you don't wear a tie, well, they'll pull you aside and they've got a whole closet full of suits and ties and shirts and go ahead and go in that room right there, pick you out something and get changed and then we'll see you in the sanctuary. How many people is going to turn away because of that? How many people is going to be sent to hell because they weren't... I'm not saying wear a bikini to church. I'm not saying (laughs) that. I'm not saying come in your underwear. Ain't nobody going to be in here in their underwear. (laughs) But if you come in, you know, just in a t-shirt, jeans, and some hey dudes, or if you come wearing a full-fledged suit, you are always welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and we talked about that a little bit in our last episode too about churches who fail to look at their own sin <laughs> mm-hmm. and yet chastise other people because they're not dressed appropriately. Yeah. For, I put air quotes. I know y'all couldn't see that, but um, because somebody's dressed inappropriately for church, and and the, again they turn people away. Um, that's why you don't need to put your faith in men because men will let you down. Mm-hmm. But men will push you off the cliff. But God won't. God won't. And I just I feel led to say this: if you have any questions about salvation on the website on the podcast page there is a link or a um question or a comment section where you can put yeah a little form 
that'll if you just have simple yeah just send us an email if you have any questions about it i mean even if it's just how do i get saved you know i want to learn more about this Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a podcast suggestion that could be hey i'm i'm lost you know i need help just reach out to us Mm -hmm. because i mean it doesn't even have to be me and tyler we can get you in contact with pastor mike with john clark with justin Mm -hmm. we've got several preachers in the church that Mm -hmm. or even just several people in general that would be more than willing to talk with you and to help you in any way that they can Mm -hmm. um and two whenever you like we talked about previously whenever you start that relationship with god whenever you start to get closer to god you'll these things that we're talking about in the podcast will become more evident Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to see more stuff in the world that is talked about in the bible and you'll you'll be able to understand more of god's understanding and not necessarily uh what we see here Um, because god is so much more than what we see here Mm -hmm. we talk about that many times i mean god is i mean literally the best that they can do i mean say like jesus for instance he loved us as far as the east is from the west you can't measure that Mm -hmm. i mean you can't take a tape measure and all right, 25 feet. All right, Mark, another 25 feet. Mark, you can't measure it mm-hmm. for how much God loved us. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that love, as a Christian, we need to prove our love for him as well. We need to. And how do you, how do you show your love? If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. That's exactly right. God teaches us that if we love Him, we are to keep His commandments. And we're not to be a person that is running back to the things that hindered your relationship mm-hmm. with God. Absolutely. If you truly love God, if you truly want to get closer to God and Jesus Christ, then you will turn from those things. And I'm not saying it's easy. I struggle with stuff every day. Yeah, we're, we've, you've been saved since I'm, you were 12. I've been saved since I was 20. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be 25 this summer. And yet, we still struggle every single day. Mm-hmm. We do. And, and it, it's a it's an ongoing battle between, you know, self and Christ. It's an ongoing battle. And it's it's not easy. But we need we need to start getting into the mindset of, if I truly love you, if I really show God, if I really want to show God that I love Him, then I need to keep His commandments and abstain from those things that give me fleshly mm-hmm. pleasure. Absolutely, abstain from those things, and and we need to realize that when we sin, even though it might not directly hurt, that goes back to what we were talking about a second ago. Mm-hmm. Even though it might not directly affect somebody else around us, it it can affect our relationship with God. And it's sin against God. Um, we talked about this before the podcast. Um, I, can, I wish I could remember his name. I wish I could find the video so I could show it to you, but I couldn't. Are you talking about the street preacher? Yeah. So um, it was a street preacher talking about um, talking about how how it is when sinners or when saved people sin against God, and it's like. When you're in a boat and you and your dad are fishing and, you know, alligators knock over the boat and you fall into the water, but the dad sacrifices himself so you can make it to the shore. Mm-hmm. Um, when you make it to the shore, you say, thanks, dad, and then hop right back into the alligator infested waters. Yep. It's, you're essentially not respecting and not... Um, showing your love for God if you're continually putting yourself in those situations mm-hmm. to where you're going to sin. If you're continually putting these things. Now, those things are covered under the blood, but if we truly love God, if if you're truly saved, you shouldn't want. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't want to give hurt. You shouldn't want yeah. to hurt God. Because um, God hates it when we sin. Oh, absolutely. He hates it when we sin. Um but and unfortunately, it, we'll never have a day without sin. Mm-hmm. But there's that but word. But we are covered by the blood. I mean, if you were just striving, if you can take one step a day just to try mm-hmm. to not sin that day, 
you were doing a lot better than a lot of people in this world. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it's about effort, right? It's I'm not saying it's okay for you to sin. It's not. No, I mean we're not out here trying to get participation no. trophies by no means. No. But also at the same time, you should have that strive to. Mm-hmm. I want to try, mm-hmm. because that's all we can do is we can try and and God to do better. And God knows your heart too. Mm-hmm. God knows if you're trying or not. Oh yeah. If, I if, mean, if you say, "Yeah, I'm going to quit drinking," and then you immediately go to the fridge and grab right. a beer. Who's really trying? If you say, "I'm going to quit drinking," and you throw out all the beer mm-hmm. immediately. I mean, just like um, Mike or Mike's friend that he met a little while ago, that man that got saved on the side of the road, mm-hmm. that was an alcoholic that poured three thousand dollars worth of liquor oh, yeah. down the drain. He put forth that effort right. to quit sinning. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's like smacking God in the face whenever we sin. Oh, absolutely. Willfully, or when people sin willfully. God, like we said plenty of times on this podcast, God knows you're going to sin, but are you putting forth that effort to grow closer to Him, or are you constantly smacking Him in the face mm-hmm. and saying, my pleasure is more important than your sacrifice? Mm-hmm. And I know that's that's tough because... Um, I know it's tough because... Our fleshly desires are really hard to get past. <laughs> oh yeah, that's but that's also a tool that the devil is going to use mm-hmm. against you because mm-hmm. you know, hey, I I mean I'll just point like tell you I can't be around alcohol. I mean I can for you know if we go to the lookouts game if mm-hmm. we go to a lookouts game obviously there's going to be beer there mm-hmm. obviously right I can withhold from getting a few beers, but if I'm there for five six seven hours. You can go ahead and count me out. <laughs> yeah. But I also don't put myself in those situations right. where I know, hey, I'm going to go to a rock concert and there's going to be beer and liquor and you're going to be there for 10, 12 hours a day. I don't put myself in those situations mm-hmm. because that's just an open gate to, all right, let's start drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and Satan tells people all the time that it's okay to do this. You know, it. He he preys on those who are feeble-minded and those who are not grounded with true understanding. And so that is why you have so much confusion among people. That's why you have um, all these things going on in the world because people aren't looking to God. They're looking at what they want to do. Um, and... That's pretty much all I have on here. Do you got anything you want to add? Um, I want to challenge every man and every woman listening to this. If there is somebody that you know is a newly born Christian that is fresh in the faith, I want to challenge you to start spending, even if it's just texting them or praying with them or you know having a Bible study with them, Help lead them down the straight and narrow path. I mean, obviously, we we couldn't get on that path by ourselves, mm-hmm. obviously. But it helps having somebody that is a seasoned Christian that can say, hey, look, I've dealt with this too. Mm-hmm. We can get through this together. It's that because if they are on their own, they are more than likely to go down the wrong path and get back on the wide open path instead of straighten on the straight and narrow path. So that is something that I want to challenge and I want to encourage everybody listening to this podcast. Just take one, you ain't got to go, you know, to 200 people and, you know, go to each and every one and, hey, we're going to do this, do this, do this, do this. Just take one person and just try to encourage them and try to help them mm-hmm. on this road. Because, I mean, literally, like, Tyler, I mean, you helped me with a lot of things. And I hope that I can help somebody with a lot of things as well in our faith. But it's, you need that person. And I want to challenge everybody to be that person for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Tyler, if you don't have anything else, um, we can go ahead and pray this thing out, man. Yeah, you want to go ahead and pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. And um, everybody, I just want to say thank you for listening to uh, another episode. Um, I know my wife, she said... 
yeah, I didn't really um, listen to you much. I was mainly listening to Tyler. I tuned you out because I'm so used to you talking all the time. So I was like, wow, thanks, babe. I appreciate that, but at least you listened, though. Well, Rachel, Rachel told me, I told you this earlier, but Rachel told me I said you know too much. And I'm trying not to do that, but please don't go back and try to count all the times I said you know. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know how many times I said it, but uh, hopefully not too much or Rachel will get on me about it. Yeah. But, all righty, guys. Thank you all for listening, and um, we'll Praise see you out. next time. Lord, thank you for the day that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for allowing us this opportunity to be in ministry together, Lord. I ask that you would bless it, Lord. I ask that you would bless all the ministries in the church, Lord. I ask that you would, um, if there is someone out there, Lord, that just needs an extra touch from you, Lord, I ask that you would just bless them, Lord. If whatever they need, Lord, I ask that you would bless them with, Lord. I ask that you would bless Pastor Mike as he preaches tomorrow, Lord. And um, I ask a special prayer for all those that are sick and afflicted in our church, Lord, especially Miss Myrtle Makes and Wally, Lord. Lord, he is he is being a good, godly husband, Lord. And I ask that you would just bless his socks off, Lord. I ask that um, if there is anybody on this podcast, Lord, that um, may be under conviction or may just have questions, Lord, I ask that you would allow us or allow somebody in the church to um, help just um, lead them and guide them, Lord. And I ask that you would continue to lead and guide us in our ministry, Lord. And thank you for everything that you do. And, Lord, I also want to just go ahead and pray for our country, Lord. Lord, it keeps on going downhill, Lord. But, Lord, I want to, I just need to be reminded daily where I need to keep my eyes and where I put my trust, Lord. Because I don't put it in man. I don't put it in baseball. I don't put it in football, Lord. My trust is in you, Lord. I want to thank you for everything you do. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus